We're going to be coming Christ-like right here on Blog Talk Radio and the road less traveled. Okay, and tell me about your ears. Are your ears okay? Can you hear? Yes, I can hear. Oh, everybody's okay. Okay, we're. You might turn me down here. <laughs> okay, let's see. Is that you right there, or is that? Is yeah, that, that's it. That's you. Yeah. And everybody's good. I'm good now. We actually had an opening. Uh, for those of you who are listening on Blog Talk Radio, this is becoming Christ-like. And uh, the Blog Talk Radio board is all screwy today, so we're going to try our best. If all of a sudden um, Franklin Roosevelt comes flying out or some, some sort of clip comes playing out, we will try our best. Jimbo will do his best in the producer's booth um, here on June 5th. June 5th. Can you believe that? We have a special, special guest. Yeah. In the studio today, I was, the right reverend, <laughs> the right reverend, the 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 right honorable reverend doctor. I love saying that, MJ. The reverend doctor, MJ Romano. Welcome to becoming Christlike. Thank you. Here, here she is. She's in the studio, and she is going to fix all of the church's problems uh, today. <laughs> I like no, how you laugh at that. I laugh no, at that. no You'll big be task doing it for years. No, no, no big deal. It's not. It's it's, it's really no big deal at all. So uh, everything's going to be fine. Dawn, we have been uh, talking about what's wrong with the church, and if you want to find us, um, you can go to our website, bemorechristlike dot com. <clears throat> There's a there is a link to all of the shows that we've done so far on. Uh, What's Wrong with the Church, which has been one. This is our second one. But you can go back and listen to the archives. Uh, You can also find us on our mobile page at m.bemorechristlike.com. That's M as in mobile. Uh, Bemorechristlike.com. You can also uh, follow on our social media at uh, Facebook, which is Help Me Becoming Christlike. Yes, Becoming Christlike. I don't take care of those, which is massive. And our Twitter which is Christlike Today, which, how many do we have now? How many people are following that? I don't know. 20? I think we're up to 30,000 30, people. I'll go home and follow you. Okay, there you Yay. go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you can follow us on our social media, all those types of things. Uh, check us out. Dawn does a great job on Facebook, does a great job on Twitter, puts a little in- inspirational clip, something about the shows that we're doing Every what? Hour? Half Every hour? hour. Every hour on there. That's a lot of Twitter. Yes. That's a lot of tweeting. I'm an expert at cutting and pasting. <laughs> yes. That, that's right. So uh, check out our social media. I think you will enjoy it. As we said before, we have uh, the Reverend Dr. MJ Romano. I just can't stop saying that, MJ. Whom I consider, who is, because of transparency, because <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get yeah. me started. That's an inside joke. <clears throat> no, okay. okay, I'm just I'm gonna breathe for a second. I don't know why I did that. I brought my I brought that. Where's my blood pressure cuff? There it is over there, just in case. Hey, ours is really the calm one. Knock it off. <laughs> I know, I know. Anyway, uh, MJ is my pastor, uh, as as well as uh, as what I consider to be a good friend. I don't know if that's the <laughs> it goes the other way, but I consider MJ to be a good friend. And we thought we would have her on to talk about, since we talked about ECO uh, last week and the 200th 
200th church. Wow. And, and I misquoted because I read the byline on it. It's actually a church down in Georgia. Georgia. Griffin, Georgia. Griffin, Georgia became the uh, 200th church in ECO. Last week we talked about what's wrong with the church, and we talked a little bit about that because we talked about that, that, that split. Mm-hmm. Is that what we're calling it? Or a split, or if uh, to be pejorative, it's a schism. Or schism, yeah. Schism, as yes. some people like to pronounce the word. Yeah. The drought or the draft, that's right. Yeah. So, eco split. That's <laughs> an easier word. It's an easier word. And so we talked a little bit about that last week. Uh, we've been talking about that, and we're going to talk about that more. And we wanted to have you on from as a pastor from, from a church that that has... I'm going to use the word left, and you tell me if if you know if it's semantics or not. As as left the the mainline denomination of PCUSA, and what that means for not only what you feel for the PCUSA, but also for your church and the other 199 churches mm-hmm. that are in Eco. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to be talking about some of the things that we talked about last week. Um, and uh, I want to share with you a conversation that I had with an individual. We'll get into all of that, but first, let's open our time up with prayer. Gracious Father, as we come before you today, we thank you for MJ's presence here. We thank you that indeed uh, you are you are God of all. Uh, we thank you for your Son Jesus Christ, and we pray, Father God, that. All we do and all we say here today might glorify you. We ask that your word would go out and touch hearts and minds that uh, you would be lifted up. So just be with us in this time that we share and fellowship in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Okay, so, and I shared this with you just a little bit before uh, we we went on air. We always do a kind of a Christian newsroom. And it, I wanted to share this because MJ shared something with me, and you'll want to you'll want to go to this too. And it's not up on our board for those of you who are going to be watching on YouTube. It's not on our board, um, but you shared a website with me, mm-hmm. and I, I have always followed Real Clear Politics, yes. uh, and I did not know that there was a religion section. Oh, so fabulous. Real Clear Religion dot com. Cool. I believe. Or is it dot com or dot org? I, I, can't, I can't. I can't. Oh, here we go. I've got it up on my board. It is dot org. Thank dot you very org. much. Realclearreligion.org. dot org. Yeah. Dawn, it's a it's a site you're going to want to bookmark. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It has everything. Everything. Every, just like Real Clear Politics. I go to Real Clear Politics a lot for polls yeah. and things like that for the Derek and George show. But it's got everything on it. It is. It is. A, it is the best religion news aggregate that I have found. And mm-hmm. it covers not just Christianity, obviously. You know, right. In North America, that's uh, the focus, but it covers uh, the Mormon faith, uh, Sikhs. There was an article about the Sikhs, uh, mm-hmm. Muslim. I mean, it really covers the gamut, not only news, but opinion, polls from the Washington Post, mm-hmm. blogs, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. everything. So it's really, it's, that's I, I think from, I check it every day. I think yeah. that helps us from being closed-minded if we... Yeah. And I see mm-hmm. that I mean it's got it's got a little section called Holy Guacamole. Yeah. Is Pope Francis a chemist? Yeah. I mean all kinds of oh. it, it, from the fantastical to the you know yeah. just like you were saying editorial yeah. to ugly the, churches the, the ugliest the, churches the, the ugliest vestments the oh ugly my God. yeah yeah so the funny. ugliest churches I saw I brought that up and saw <laughs> that the ugliest churches in the world uh, and then right underneath of it 
even more ugly. Even more ugly. <laughs> Check it out. For everybody who's listening, go to it right now, realclearreligion.org. In your sermon last week, uh, you were discussing something that we had discussed last week when we brought up on the news uh, the news time for our show about the the poll had come out the Pew, the, the Pew poll that, yeah the nun uh, where they clicked and said it looked like more and more and we had said uh, along the same lines that you had said was the idea of we're not really sure if that's that's a decrease in Christianity or if it's just some people who feel more comfortable now clicking checking the nun yeah so it's all on there you need to check it out real clearreligion.org bookmark it. It's fantastic. Thank you for uh, letting me know that I would have never seen it and been so close to it with Real Clear Politics. The thing that I did want to talk about, we have a sister show. We have a number of sister shows. One of our sister shows is Derek and George Live, which comes on Thursday mornings at 8 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time. You can check it out. It's more of a political show. It's just two guys uh, talking about the current events of the day. George literally comes in having no idea at all, doesn't want to know what we're talking about, anything, comes in three minutes before the show starts and sits down, puts in his earplugs, and it starts, and we go. One of the things that I'd ask him yesterday, and and one of the things that I like to follow, I I, I follow on Facebook a thing called Theater Mania because I I enjoy Broadway shows and have yet to have the privilege to go and see one, but I would – I would love to go go and see when there's a number of them that I would like to see. But a new one came out with Jim Parsons, who is Sheldon on the big excuse me <coughs> on the Big Bang Theory, and he is in a a play that is running at Studio Fifty Four in a limited engagement just until the beginning of August when he has to go back and talk about the Big Bang. It is called An Act of God. It is uh, written by a, a writer who writes for John Stewart. Uh, or at least used to until John Stewart uh, went off of of uh, his show, and it is a show. There, there are a couple, only a couple other people. I think there's uh, Michael and Gabriel are some archangels that come along, but really it is it is a uh, a story of a of God who comes down and is uh, is playing or talking to the audience through Jim Parsons. So he talks a lot. I'm sure I've only seen some clips. I don't know all of it. Uh, I played a clip for for both of you before we we went on air, and we would play that if Blog Talk Radio's board was up, um, but it is not. So, and it, there are a number of shows like this on Broadway, or at least have been and are running. We talked about the Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. those types of things. How do we, and, and MJ, I'm going to throw this question at you, how do we as Christians respond to these? Is it, oh my gosh, it's an act of, now I'm not pulling in, although it, it could be applicable, I'm not pulling in movies like Noah or movies like Of God and King, uh, it, those types of things that you go to and you're just horrified that it didn't follow, yeah. you know, the two sentences about Noah in the Bible. Um so how do we respond to these? Do we should we not even tell people? I mean, have we sinned by putting it up on our board, by 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 recognizing it? How do we respond to these? Because we can we can assume mm-hmm. that there are spots in there that are probably irreverent and and probably blasphemous and and not something that Christians would look at and say, well, there you go. I mean, am, am I going to hell because I laughed at it? That's my that's my question. <laughs> yeah. 
you're my pastor, tell me. I think first of the scripture that says we see through a mirror darkly. We mm-hmm. don't know everything, and we all, as human beings and as followers of Jesus, have blind spots. And I think that at their best, shows like An Act of God mm-hmm. or Book of Mormon or we were we mentioned the life of Brian, the old Monty Python. Oh, Monty at, Python. At their best, they serve the purpose of the court jester who mm-hmm. points out to the king his blind spots. Mm. There are times that we do get full of ourselves and we do forget the truth and we do forget the purpose of Jesus. And at their best, these types of entertainment do that. Now, Unfortunately, they also can go too far. Mm-hmm. They can go too far. Uh, the Book of Mormon is just downright crude at times. Yes. But it is South Park, so keep mm-hmm. that in mind. South Park is crude. Um, I haven't seen all, actually, I hadn't heard of the Jim Parsons show. So, uh, oh, uh, a Big Bang Theory? Yeah. Or I, know, I knew Jim Parsons. Oh, you, you the, hadn't heard of the, an act of God. Okay. So that's news to mm-hmm. me. But, but even Life of Brian, it, it goes too far at times. Um it's really funny, but it goes too far. That's, 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 <laughs> that's my point. That's my point. Really funny. Which is what makes you turn it on again. And what watch makes it again. You, turn on. you know, so in the same way, you respond to it the same way you respond to the guy at the coffee shop who says, oh, you Christians, you're just all a bunch of hypocrites. Right. You just love them, and you ignore the bad parts and keep mm-hmm. loving them, because what else can you do? And if you have the opportunity, they can also be um, a chance to teach and to right. call attention and to say, well, um, yeah, the clip you played uh-huh. is about, you know, does God really care who wins the football game? Right. God doesn't, I don't believe, manufacture a win. Right. But he does care. Of yeah. course he cares. There's nothing he doesn't care gotta, about. He cares. Right. He cares that we right. play the game with integrity. He cares mm-hmm. that we play the game with fairness. He cares how we play the game, and he cares who wins because it care it because it matters to us. Of course, right. he cares. That doesn't mean he's you know, yeah, deflating balls. <laughs> and of course, an act of God. I don't believe is Christians poking fun at Christians. I think it's Broadway poking fun, fun at, at Christians, Christians mm-hmm. which we shouldn't be surprised at. Nor should we should we cry foul by saying, "Oh man, they're just picking on us." I'm I'm not sure when we talk about these things of what's wrong with the church and we get down maybe a little bit to the minutia, um, maybe maybe we can't laugh enough. Or maybe we don't. But I I totally agree with you, MJ. There there are the times, and you can can tell that. I mean, there's, there's, in all the shows that were mentioned, there are times that you go, I wish they wouldn't have gone that far. far. that's a little offensive. It was funny until mm-hmm. um, until that happened. I'm curious, Dawn, what you think about that. Oh Well, I was just going to say the immature Christians, sometimes I think before they get the whole That's love true. the person where they're at thing, that they actually take more offense and are angrier when they know it's wrong. That's why I, was, yeah. I haven't seen any of the stuff. You know me. Well, I haven't seen an act of God, but, but I, I would have. have to see the clip, yeah. even the yeah. stuff before I could even judge. Yeah. Yeah, and it really comes across as a one act type or, or one person play where he's on this this Oprah like 
couch and he's got this big robe on and it and um it it pro i probably am more attracted to it and and was on my radar more simply because i am a jim parsons fan and i do like big bang theory and, and it's funny i wanted to share with with our listeners and and those who are watching on youtube uh i i did come across a review and there are a number of reviews out there this one is particularly um I would say it's 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 not a downright negative review, but but something on the side of not as good as I I thought it was going to be is by an individual from the Washington I think from the Washington Times or Washington Post Terry Teachout. He says so you understand what's become or you want to understand what's become of Broadway. Consider the case of of an act of God directed by Joe Mantello. It's based on the Last Testament, and I hadn't. Have you ever heard of this? The Last Testament, a memoir by God. Mm-mm. I've never heard of that. The best-selling 2011 book by David Jabberbaum, the former head writer of The Daily Show with Jon Stewart, which in turn was based on, and I had not heard of this, at the Tweet of God on Twitter, where this this guy answers questions as if he's God in the midst of, of society. So it says it has two million followers, in which the deity himself, as channeled by Mr. Jabberbaum, purports to hold forth on current events. That's so microscopically slight, a pseudo-play has made it to Broadway. Can it yet another turn be explained by the money-minting presence of Jim Parsons? (laughs) Tickets averaged $125. He goes on in the the review to say, uh, not that great. If you like Jim Parsons, he says it's very much you're watching Sheldon. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's very much a sitcom, um, but I really enjoy the last uh, the last line. And and if I can get to it here, I will um, uh, I will say. But basically, what he says is he would rather spend time in hell than spend another hundred twenty five dollars to go see uh, Jim Parsons. But th- this was an individual who didn't like it. Obviously, you can find reviews that um, I have yet to find anything, and I'm sure that it's out there from the Christian community on an act of God. It seems like though we, we like to do that. I mean, when Noah came out, boom, let's, let's talk about Noah. When, when the shack came out, let's talk about the shack. When, when all these things come out. So I'm sure that it's coming out. Maybe it's just not, maybe it's just not new enough. So it's, it's something to be educated about. And, and I guess if you're, if you're around Broadway and that's something that, that floats your boat, go and see it and let us know, email us and say, this was good. This was bad. Funny, not funny, and, and let us know. We're going to talk just a little bit um, about, but I want to share a, a discussion that I had with an individual. And, and MJ, I will ask you, I will ask you to respond to it and say, how should I have answered this? Um, and if, for those of you who watch any of our shows on the road less traveled, um, you, you see the different shows that we have. It's very much uh, Pastor Charles Kelly, who is the pastor of the First Presbyterian Church in Los Angeles. We had a discussion about eco, mm-hmm. um, and he had some comments. And so I, I asked another individual of PCUSA what they felt about this. And it wasn't a member of, of um, First Press of, of La Junta, but it was an individual who's in PCUSA. And I asked them what they thought about this, and was this split part of, quote-unquote, what's wrong with the church? Mm-hmm. 
And this individual said to me, which was very interesting because we before we went on air, you used the word you did you said I don't want to use the word divorce. Uh-huh. But they said it's as painful as a divorce. Now, this individual that I was talking to happens to know because they are divorced. And they said, it is almost as painful as my divorce. And what I got from it was the idea of this was I this happened to my denomination. Mm-hmm. Not that this was happening in the body of Christ. This was happening in my denomination. Are people, is that one of the things that's, that's wrong with the church? Are, are people too hung up on their denomination? Some people, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course they are. Um, when we talk about unity, um, of course we are Protestants. We are born of disunity mm-hmm. uh, from you know the Roman Catholic perspective. Right. We left the Roman Catholic Church. How dare us. How dare us. <laughs> You know, 500 years ago, but we've always been people of dissent. We mm-hmm. always have. Always. Um, so within the Reformed tradition, and I'm sure the Lutheran tradition, and all of those who broke away there 500-some years ago, um, we think a lot about this, and we have thought a lot about this. And we've always made um, a fairly strong distinction between institutional unity and unity in the body of Christ. Institution, and, and they're not the same thing. Institutional right. unity is not unity in the body of Christ. You don't see anyone, uh, well, you may see a few people, but we don't lose sleep because the Episcopalians and the Methodists aren't one church. Right. You don't know, you don't find people weeping because the Southern Baptists get together with the ELCA. Right. Uh, which is right. a good thing to see. Uh-huh. But, yeah. um, but no one's weeping over it. Because there is, uh, there's not a unity of practice or a unity of ritual within um, those traditions, and there never has been. That's okay. That's okay. Um, so what you saw when ECO, which is a covenant order of evangelical mm-hmm. Presbyterians, uh, when um, it came into being, it was an institutional split. Mm-hmm. It was. It was an institutional right. split. Um, churches organized and created the structures by which we could exit the Presbyterian Church USA. Uh, since then, uh, there have been some new church starts, so we aren't constituted exclusively now of uh, former PCUSA congregations, but mm-hmm. by and large, um, that is mostly who we are, folks who have left the PCUSA. The PC, a denomination is an association, um, an institutional association of um, people who share governance, uh, theology, to some extent, uh, practice. We practice our faith right. the same way. When it became clear that in in actuality we weren't sharing theology anymore, um, that within this association um, there were wildly divergent understandings right. of who Jesus is, mm-hmm. of the purposes of the church, of the sacraments, uh, the spirit, eschatology, the mm-hmm. wildly divergent understandings to the extent that we knew of ordained ministers who openly and publicly declared that they didn't believe in God right. anymore. Yeah. At that point, we said the institutional unity yeah. 
I'm going to use a strong word, and I may back off of it, mm-hmm. but the institutional unity is a sham right. at this point. We aren't united. The only thing holding us together is governance. Right. Yeah, that, that's exactly that's right. That's the only thing mm-hmm. holding us together. And so we choose a new government, and we left. Was that um, fun? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was terrible. It was a it was it was difficult. I haven't been through a divorce. I mm-hmm. I don't know what that feels like. I know that within uh, the Presbytery we left when that comparison was made to divorce people who had been through a divorce. Many of them were offended. Oh, yeah. you have no idea. You what have no idea is. what is the yeah. So we backed off using that language, but it was a broken relationship. Yes, we did ministers and elders of of the ordained in the PCOSA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took an ordination vow, we did, to further the peace, unity, and purity of the church. Um, and clearly, we did not uphold that vow. Now, the flip side of that is many of us would say, neither did the, the rest of them. Right. And that really, we many people felt that they left us a long time ago. Um, when you have polls... Um, published polls of the PCOSA saying mm-hmm. that, you know, only 40% of ordained elders and leaders in the church believe that Jesus is the means of salvation. You yeah. go, there's nothing left here. Yeah, you got a problem. We've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so divorce, I don't know, broken relationship, yes. It hurt. I cried, mm-hmm. but it was necessary. Yeah, and it's I, I think is what, and you talk about that ordination vow, the, the peace, the unity, of the church, and I think it does go back to what you were talking about. Is there a different? Is there a difference then between the church and the denomination? Because some might say that through the split, it enabled many people of two hundred churches now to begin to work on that forgiveness, peace, unity. Because many people, and, and you would know better than I, mm-hmm. many people who say, oh, this was this was so hard, and I'm sure that it was, many people were just very angry and just like, we're doing this. I can't believe we're staying. Why are we staying in this denomination? So there were some people who were overjoyed oh, at, at this. Well, the spiritual damage of sitting in the church, it has totally different beliefs than what you have. It's or so within, dangerous. Yeah. Or within a denomination. Or within a denomination, yeah. Just just like you were saying, MJ, you, you see some of those polls and your jaw drops because you – Charles and I say that when, when we do our show because we are total opposites. There are times that we look at each other and say to each other, I love you, I hear you, I don't understand what you I, – I do not understand your thinking at all. And we say it both ways. And when you see those polls where where pastors or, or ordained individuals in the church are saying, "I don't really believe in God," you think, "I can't, I can't believe you just said that. Mm-hmm. I can't believe." And and then to say, "There's my denomination right there. <laughs> That's me. I'm a part of PCUSA. It's unbelievable." And. And you come to this reasoning of, I can't believe you didn't leave earlier. Um, and and yet still, when that happens, uh, there is pain. There is there's uh, all these things. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And I don't want to drag you back through that. 
Um, <laughs> more like a counseling. Tell me, MJ, what does that feel like? I mean, that's no fun. Um, I want to hear about the healing afterwards right. from it. What that's, developed in your mind yeah. afterwards? Yeah, your so heart, we're going to spiritual loss. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. We're going to take a break here, real quick. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk more about what happens when a denomination splits, when, when there is a, a schism, when there's those types of things, and then ask MJ to give her opinion of the question that we have been asking, what's wrong with the church? And and I've really appreciated uh, the sermons that you've done uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, Dawn was telling me about one that, that I wasn't able to, I was still recovering from graduation. <laughs> Um, but especially last week's, I, I took uh, I, I took a bunch of notes on last week's um, uh, sermon. I thought it was uh, fantastic. We're going to talk a little bit about that, uh, about what's wrong with the church and what MJ thinks is wrong with the church. Not not what's wrong with your church or what's wrong with our church, but what's wrong with the church, uh-huh. if there was a thing that you could fix. So we're going to talk about that. So we want you to stay with us on the other side of the break. You're listening to Becoming Christlike. Right here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. The mist from the morning dew. The sun peeks out over the horizon. A new day has dawned and a new chance presents itself. A chance to once again do battle. The lush green grass of the Midwest farmland lies in wait. Guarded by the beaches filled with the sands of time after time after time. You unsheath your weapon of choice and lash out at the enemy before you. And for hours you navigate the landmines, cursing and praising in the same breath. But in the end, whether in victory or defeat, you vow to wake in the morning and do it all over again. Just four miles north of Marion, Indiana, lies a battlefield. A battlefield not just of bunkers and waters, but a battlefield of the mind. A battlefield where people come to discover the best in themselves where courage is tested as each round of the enemy is faced. Arbor Trace Golf Course. Come play around. Because in golf, the more you play, the luckier you get. Oft I sing for my friends When cold for my sea When I reach my journey's end Who will sing one song I wonder who will sing for me when I come to cross the silent sea. Who will sing for me when my friends have gathered round and And walk away Will they sing one song for me? I wonder who will sing for me When I come to cross the silent sea Who will sing for me? Until the end And help Will try to be Ever know 
in a wood and I took the one less traveled and that has made all the difference the road less traveled internet ministries Derek and George live becoming Christ-like Salo and Hutch All stops on the road. The road of enlightenment. The road of discovery. Join us each Thursday and Friday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Time. And Saturday evening at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. As we invite you to join us on a journey. A journey on the road less traveled. Right here on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like on the road less traveled. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Becoming Christ-like right here on Blog Talk Radio and the Road Less Traveled Internet Ministry. Again, we have a special guest in our studio, the Reverend Dr. M.J. Romano, who is the pastor of First Presbyterian Church of La Junta, Colorado, which is, as we were talking about before, we went to break a eco-church. And tell me again, what's our wording for that? Because it, it, it's a covenant order of evangelicals. Even though that doesn't it, actually it, make eco. Right. So we, we could we say an evangelical covenant order? Can we say that? We I, I try really, to, but really? the evangelical covenant church got angry at us. I, I am know. not making this up. I know. The I ECC got upset at us because they thought it was too similar. <laughs> and we already had enough people mad at us there at the beginning that we yeah. didn't want to make anybody else mad at us. So we said, okay, okay. we'll change it. Although it's not as... as it does, it yeah. bothers me to yeah. no end, but these are the sacrifices we make. <laughs> we got, you have to sacrifice some in some parts. Before we went on break, we were talking about uh, kind of the, the, the consequences and the aftermath of this schism, of this mm-hmm. split with, mm-hmm. with the church. And I, and I wanted to ask you, when this happened... Mm-hmm. And obviously there were some who were overjoyed, mm-hmm. some who were very upset. Mm-hmm. How then do you go about as a pastor trying to to build unity with, back within your church? Of course, the the people who, 
who went with you. I mean, some left. Mm -hmm. Some left. Some left. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, and it really wasn't like everybody who's left is just overjoyed. And was it? I mean, were there some people who stayed in the church? Uh, who were really like, I don't really like this, but this is my church. I'm not. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So how did it, was there a sense that you felt or a, a, a kind of a calling that said, I've got to try and rebuild some unity with not not within this this new denomination or even with the PCUSA, but in my church um, in general? That's a good question. And I would go back. Um, you talked about when this happened. Mm-hmm. As I have heard the narrative of our particular congregation, this started happening in the early 1990s. Mm -hmm. This was not something that happened in 2011 or 2012. All the way back in the early 90s, there was a recognition that um, the public face of the denomination, the theology being preached, the theology we were receiving in our educational materials was not consistent with Uh, what we believed and uh, who we believed Jesus to be. And as early as the 1990s, people began to ask the question, what do we do and where can we go? Mm -hmm. Um, With controversy after controversy, and I'm not going to rehearse all of them, but at every juncture, there were people who said, what do we do, where do we go? And in, um, I believe it was 2008, there wasn't, we had a meeting within the congregation, and about 30, 35 people came. And they said, what do we do? Where do we go? And we said, right now there's no exit ramp for us. Mm-hmm. There's no exit ramp that is that is consistent with who we are. And they said, okay, we'll stay. And folks say, why did you leave? And why did you leave now? Um, and we say, we left now because we had an exit ramp. Right. Because ECO was an exit ramp we could take. We could take all of our women elders with us. We could take sure. the knee, mm-hmm. um, uh, because the question of women's ordination is, mm-hmm. uh, is, is a major uh, distinction within uh, branches of the Presbyterian Reformed mm-hmm. faith within America. So that conversation had been going on for a really long time. But as in any congregation, any church family, there were a few people paying very close attention to that conversation right. and a whole lot of people ignoring the conversation. So what happened was that you had 200 people, most of whom assumed that everybody agreed with them. Right. At, oh. And so when, you know, the eight or ten people who eventually left the church figured out that the other 185 didn't agree with them, mm-hmm. um, that was very painful. Yeah, They felt like the church had left them. I would say the church was never with them. They just assumed right. that the, everybody agreed with them. Mm-hmm. Because if you never talk, if you never have those conversations, it's easy to assume, oh, everybody agrees with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't. Yeah. And they don't. Yep. So it was very painful, and we did lose uh, members over it for a variety of reasons. Um that I don't think I need to rehearse sure. right now, but right. Um, and some of them are personal. Mm-hmm. Um, that they left. So that's a that's an interesting question and a question that I've been thinking about a lot because for the sake of for the sake of minimizing pain, we try to make 
the transition to eco as um, unremarkable yeah. as possible. I mean, and man, that sounds crazy, but in retrospect, but for those who were there, but really we did. We didn't change our worship. We didn't mm-hmm. ask people to um, reaffirm their ordination vows. We didn't have a party. Did you hand out T-shirts or anything like that? No, no. Now we did eventually hand out pins. Ooh. But uh, with the eco logo, mm-hmm. but. We didn't make a big deal. We didn't make a we big didn't deal. We didn't make a big deal of it. And that was strategic at the time. And I think it, I, I would, I could, you know, spend the rest of my career mm-hmm. second guessing that. But it worked for us at the time, I think. But but mm-hmm. the, the long-term effect, that, now there's an, a second half of that, though, that I think that, and this is new. This is I haven't said this out loud before, and here I am saying Uh-oh. it on the radio. Uh-oh. Um, I think that... 50,000 people are ready to hear this. Um, in the long term, it has created a problem. Mm-hmm. Because for those handful of people who saw um, the question of same-sex marriage mm-hmm. as the reason. Right. The reason. Mm-hmm. In their minds, it is still the reason right. we left ECO. And we haven't done enough to expand that conversation to say, no, that was a reason. It was not the only reason right. by any stretch of the imagination. So it worked in the short term. I don't think in the long term it was a great decision. So I'm trying to change that. I am trying to work at... Yeah. Publicizing. Hey, uh-huh. we just got to 200 churches. Hey, look, right. you know, this is this is who we are, and, and I'm I think working that, a little harder on that. I think Eco has. It, I don't know that you can get out from under that, but when the discussion comes up between PCUSA and Eco, it is very easy and easy for PCUSA to say you left because of a singular reason. That's why you took your ball, you went home, um, and I'm not sure that that Eco. I don't know whether they, they they haven't done it or if they've done it and it just hasn't stuck of trying to change the narrative. It seems as if, and I think a lot of the times that's society. It's very oh, easy for society I, to say, oh, look, eco left because, uh, because of same-sex marriage, because of gay and lesbian ordination. I mean, that's it. Those are the two points. That's but, why you left. I think I think the minute you do start talking about, it, I'm thinking back with my kids. Mm-hmm. It's like you give them firepower to argue with, though. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that what you say, they're going to attack even more. Yeah. Uh, but it's it, and it's an easy mark. And with all due yeah. respect to the PCSA, it makes us look bad. That's right. It makes us look bad. That's and right. So they use that. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the time of the split, of course, First Pres of Colorado Springs mm-hmm. was part of that division. And they're the big church in Colorado Springs, and it made the news. Mm-hmm. And if you recall, I remember the news segment very well. They called Grady Parsons in mm-hmm. Louisville, who's the state clerk of the PCUSA, <laughs> yeah. and they said, why is this happening? Oh, it's yep. because of the ordination of exactly. gay lesbians. That's right. So that's how he framed it, because it makes us look bad. Yeah. It yeah. makes us look like jerks. Yes. Yeah. You, so, hate, you hate gay people. Yeah. I mean, that's that's it. And, and they're... And so I'm not sure. And that's far from the truth. I think we need to add well, that's that on. That's just the here. opposite. Of <laughs> okay, the, I, I just mean, wanted, yeah, nobody has opposite. said that. And no, I want to make I, sure well, it's no, out loud. Yeah, thank you. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. because it does go with that thing. And I will tell you, I, you know, 
you know, as the daughter of a gay man, that mm-hmm. rips my heart out. Absol- but, absolutely. But, and there's nothing I. But if people want to believe that, yeah. There's nothing I can do to change. And there is a discussion about how far do you go because just just as in politics, um, one side is usually better than the other at, at dictating the narrative. Mm-hmm. And and right now the narrative, whether through PCUSA, whether through society, is saying that's why you left. You took, like I said, you took your ball and I you went home and and uh, you you hate gay people and, so and you people. don't have the love of Christ. You have no idea, and your theology is skewed. And and bad for you. Look what you did. And I think that is the narrative. And I'm 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 sad about that. And as a member of PCUSA, I have to say, uh, it embarrasses me that that that's what we as a denomination are are using to enter into this dialogue of what happened here. Uh-huh. It's to say, well, you ju- you just didn't get your way, and it's it's embarrassing. And I, and I wish that the PCUSA uh, would stop it. Now, obviously, that's not a blanket statement. That's not everybody in the PCUSA. Not everybody's doing that. But the people that that people listen to in the PCUSA are saying that. So, you know, yeah, you need to stop. We need to to stop. And I would put that under the list of, that's one of the things that's wrong with the church, (laughs) is that we, we, we we are doing that. I was go ahead, Don. I know you you, oh. you you had this big breath like you oh, couldn't yeah. wait. Your eyeballs were getting big and well, I knew when there you was were something talking huge. about it. Uh-huh. I actually was comparing it to atheists. Hmm. There are some atheists who really want to discuss. I mean, I've went through this mm-hmm. on Facebook or Twitter mm-hmm. horrendously for the last three years. Mm-hmm. There are some who generally wildly want to talk mm-hmm. about the situation and know and learn and understand. And there are some all they want to do is argue. They bait you, then they get you. So they, all you want to do is argue. And I've learned to tell the difference. And I think that no matter what happens, you're going to have the ones that want to argue that don't want to mend. Yeah. They don't yeah. want to heal. They yeah. don't want to tolerate. They don't want to get along. They just want to fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you want to ask your question? Yeah, oh. I, I was just getting ready to oh, ask okay. you. Uh, we we have some questions that that uh, that Dawn has that that she got. Was it from Twitter? Was it just uh, this was from Pat? It was I'm from literally Pat. Literally speaking, our sister show, Patty Sheen, yeah. in the chat room right now. Pat, we're going to talk about you. So again, there's a little plug. If you want to uh, learn more about literally speaking, join her Tuesday mornings, 8 a.m. Mountain Daylight Time. Uh, they're really great shows. And she had a couple questions yep, for you to give the MJ questions. about Eco, right? Right. She wanted to know if you would do social gatherings still with PCUSA. Oh, uh, For hands-on helping people doing stuff, working together in different situations. Yeah, absolutely. It, you know, we all just get in a rut, and we just forget to reach out. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then she wanted to know how your financial status was um, after the break. She's not talking dollar amount. She's mm-hmm. talking if it's just better and worse for your church and then as eco as a group. For our church, um, and I hope that lots of people are listening because there is a myth in our church that it hurt us financially. And there and it did. Um, there were some the families that moved away mm-hmm. took their pledges with mm-hmm. them. Uh, but at the same time that that was happening, we also had a number of um, other families either move away or leave the church for mostly uh, there was a rash of divorces, mm-hmm. um, sadly, in the congregation. And so all of that put together, there was a rough patch 
2013 into early 2014. Uh, we have recovered. Uh, we're fine now. But I just want to re- reiterate to any person who's listening, it wasn't, it was eco, but eco was only about literally about a third of the losses financially. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. So I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that because yeah. you know it, it, it's a sticking point for me because I heard a lot of people say, "Oh, we're in trouble because we left Rico." No, we are right. not in trouble because we left Rico. Mm-hmm. We yeah. could have recovered from those pledges. Um, it's these other, it, you know, it was much more complicated right. than that. And Eco in itself, as the Eco, organization is doing well. Oh well, we're doing fine. I mean, we mm-hmm. never have enough money, but what your right. organization does? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we're understaffed. I worry about our national staff. They, mm-hmm. uh, I think their kids have forgotten their names. Uh, we need to hire more. Uh, there's so much to do. I mean, one of one of the what Eco thought was a brilliant idea was that presbyteries would be led by volunteers, but. It is killing those volunteers. Sure. It is so much work. Yeah. You know, work that used to be done by a, a full-time staff person and secretary is now being done by a volunteer, most of yeah. whom are pastors who work full-time jobs. Right. Um, it's it's rough going. Don't make the same mistake all churches make, though. Mm-hmm. When you get new people in, let them have the jobs and don't dictate them and run them off so they can't use their gifts and talents because yeah. that's very common in the church. Yeah, yeah. I, I I think that and and I think the reality is, and you would you would know the numbers better than I uh, for your individual church, MJ. But it wasn't like uh, it, it's not like the churches are getting loads and loads of money from the home office in Louisville or from Presbytery. It's it, it's it was, it's more like the money goes out towards the home office. Yeah, there was, I mean, at the time we were leaving the PCSA, there was a, a person in our church who was saying, oh, we're going to lose so much financial. We never, I was going to say, we're, ever from where? financial support from yeah. the PCSA, ever. Yeah. I can ever. think of one time yeah. when I was treasurer of First Press Law yeah. Animus that we got money. It's yeah. not like General <laughs> Assembly is subsidizing 85% of your no. budget. I mean, we got a grant once. We got a right. grant from the foundation once, in right. but it wasn't as if every year they were supplementing right. our budget. That was that I, was never. Yeah. We sent them five thousand dollars a year. I know five like to six thousand dollars a year. Yeah, you know? and and now yeah. I mean that's one nice thing about Eco. It's much less. The mm-hmm. dues are much less. It's one percent right. of our operating budget. It's great. We've only got a, a, just a few minutes left, and and it, it's not fair that I that I only give you a few minutes to answer. But one of the things that I did want to ask you as we go along with this idea of what's wrong with the church, I want to I want to turn it on its head just a little bit. And say the church in general, the body of Christ, Mm -hmm. if there was one or two things that you could look at and say, I wish wish we weren't like that. I wish we could do that better. I wish that if in doing that better, we would have a better uh, presentation of Christ to to people. What would that be? What, What? what do we as Christians, because we talked about that last week, was the whole idea of what's wrong with the church? Well, it's me, uh, and mm-hmm. and it's and it's yeah. you, and it's and what what's the one thing that you would start to fix to say, you know what? Let's address this. First. A sermon for Sunday is <laughs> yeah, what's wrong with the church. A sermon for Sunday is about marriage, but oh, okay. yeah, yeah, because we're doing a could go church. either way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what would you look at and say? Let's address this. I think that obviously people are the problem with the church. Mm-hmm. We are the problem with the church. Um, we are still plagued by, um, I'm going to borrow a phrase from last Sunday's mm-hmm. sermon, we are still plagued by casual Christianity. Yes. 
That's a great phrase. I wrote yeah. that down. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's from Michael mm-hmm. Gerson in the Washington mm-hmm. Post. Um, we are still plagued by casual Christianity. Um, casual Christianity um, goes to church because they were raised in the church because mom and dad went to church. Um, casual Christianity goes to church because my wife dragged me. Um, casual Christians go to the church and um, with very little understanding of the nature of the church, very little understanding of scripture, um, very little understanding of um, the nature of our calling as Christians, of baptism, the, the sacraments. We're glad they're there. I mean, right. it's one step closer to being there, um, and we love them, and we're glad for them. Um, but when the casual Christianity or casual Christians um, dictate the tenor of the church and the tenor of the conversations, mm-hmm. then you have institutional loyalty over Christian loyalty. Um, then you have um, the fighting. Mm-hmm. You have the backbiting. You have um, um, the, well, well, all, you do have then the homophobia. You do mm-hmm. have the racism. You mm-hmm. have all of um, the hypocrisy that we are, uh, the, the, the accusations of which are leveled at us regularly and probably accurately. Mm-hmm. Um, that, um, and, and I liked the, the Michael Gerson quote in context. He was making the point in the Washington Post that what this religious forum landscape, mm-hmm. um, I forget the name of it, religious landscape forum, mm-hmm of the Pew Research did was to point out that we're seeing the death of casual Christianity. Right. If you're still in the church, right. more so than ever, it's because you're committed. Mm-hmm. And ideally... Much, e- much easier for those casual Christians than now in this society today to say, you know, I'm just going to put none. None. Right. Yeah. Right. The ca- or the casual Christians just don't have to show up anymore yeah. because there's no... Right. There, there's very little social status or prestige attached mm-hmm. to showing up at church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and as that continues, then do you see then a purging of the casual Christians? So, so that are are we on a path then to I'm going to use the word refining the the body of Christ, so that the casual Christian is saying, you know what, there's really not a place for me anymore because I don't get the things that I got before. Yeah, I don't get it, and yeah. they just don't get the gospel. Yeah, they just don't get it. So, so with, that, with that research, one of the things that I'm saying that I'm mm-hmm. seeing is people look at it in society and say, "Oh, that's the death of the church." But I look at it and say, "Oh no, that's that's the refining of the church. Mm-hmm. That's the church getting getting better, getting focused, getting getting making the main thing the main thing." And of course, society doesn't see it that way. They say, "Oh, you're dying. See what happens. Yeah. See, look what's happened. God is dead. Nietzsche's right. I mean, yeah. that, that's that wow. whole thing." That, that that's what people see when in fact it is and I agree with you it is the idea of saying okay this fringe type people the casual christians that you talk to are falling off and you're seeing it, in essence what could be the strengthening of the church mm-hmm. because we are more focused and and finding what what those people on twitter and facebook are looking right. for the, the Holy Spirit is... I want to go back to the people, the casual Christians, though, and we uh-huh. certainly don't want to lose them on their road, though. And so I would hope there would be some kind of ministry no. within the church that is 
prong to those people and helping them bring them down the path. Otherwise, I might have got lost worse than I am. <laughs> well, yeah. and you're absolutely right. And as mm-hmm. I said, we're glad they're there. Right. Um, but that's why Timothy but, says don't put people in leadership before they're before well-trained. They're, right. Before they're right. well-trained. But and, there has to be that growth mm-hmm. that moves that moves them up into that point that says, okay, I've moved from being a, either a casual or a questioning Christian right. of saying, what's going on here, <laughs> to a point of I need more because there's there's really either that that steadying or that falling off that says, right. ah, you know what this this takes too much work yeah, <laughs> I'm exactly. not doing that yeah. they don't they're too much in love with some of the worldly things yeah that and some people i i believe are very proud to say simply i go i'm the presbyterian but you know i do believe it boils <laughs> down to your leadership having the discernment to know when and where people are ready and being able yeah. to do that because yeah. I guess I was lucky with you. To, it seems like he could read my mind when I was messed up and didn't have something right, and he still yeah. does. So. You accidentally left your journal on my desk one day, and I read the whole. No, I no, Jeez. that's not what happened. That's not what happened. That's. Yeah. I'm just laughing. Yeah. yeah. No, I think I did give you some journals, Darian. Yeah. yeah. There's a difference between the questioning Christians. You know, when I think of a casual Christian, I think of a Christian who thinks they've got it all figured out. I mean, right. that, that is the hallmark of a casual Christian. <laughs> exactly. they got it all figured out. Yeah. If yeah. you've got it all figured out. So in other I'm, words, yeah. they're not attending the Bible studies. They're not attending the because growth they know things. It all. Because they, they got already it. know. They got I it know it some of those people. Yeah. They got and they drive me nuts. They're actually the ones I get angry at. <laughs> Unbelievably, we are out of time. Uh, <laughs> no, we really are. We really are. We, uh, MJ, thank you so much for being here. Uh, always a delight to have you in. You're always welcome back whenever uh, you are so inclined to just sit behind a table and, and talk. Thank so, you. I thank you so it. much. I love so sitting fun. in the honor of two great pastors. Oh. First Presbyterian Church. This is every Sunday. Starts at 930 Coming here, MJ. The, the choir's off for the summer, but boy, they're just fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. I love the live music. That was spectacular. Yeah. Well, we have the men's quartet this Sunday. Oh, there you go. Good. There you go. Good. So if you're looking for a church to go to, uh, First Presbyterian Church, La Junta, Colorado, on uh, 20th and Raton. Uh, if you can't find that, go to the high school and, and look around a couple streets. Turn around. <laughs> Turn around. Go Water to the side. Southern Baptist. You'll figure out. Find it. Also, real quickly, we just got a, about a minute. Uh, you guys got a new website? We do. LaHuntaPres.org. L-A-J-U-N-T-A-P-R-E-S.org. We just spent the money to get it redesigned. That's right. It's we're ab- working on it. We'll, we're, we'll hope to get sermons and music yeah. up on it. Soon. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. just beautiful. Uh, it, I really like the, the layout of it. Check it out. If you're looking for a church in La Hunda, if you're looking, if you're just in the valley and you're trying to find a church, First Presbyterian Church, La Hunta, Colorado. The Reverend Dr. M.J. Romano. Um, next week on Becoming Christ, we're going to continue this with what's wrong with the church. So for everybody here at The Road Less Traveled, for Dawn, for myself, for M.J., for Jimbo, who does a great job in the producer's booth, I want to thank you for listening and encourage you each and every day to become more and more Christ-like. God bless. God bless. Thank you.